0: and welcome to the Liberty Mike podcast, broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the heart of Dixie. I am Michael, and I am here with Liberty Larry. How's it going? Double L.
1: (laughs) Double L.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to think of new nicknames for you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Double L. I have not, that is a new one for sure. It could be shortened all the way to Dub L. Dub L. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But we'll probably not use that. Um... Yeah, it only took a week, apparently, for me to forget the intro. Yeah, this, you flubbed this was, it. <laughs> this is take two. Yeah, there was <laughs> definitely a flub. Yeah, well, I don't have any excuse. Yeah, um, What's you going to do? But I, I hope you guys enjoyed your week off <laughs> yeah. from having to listen to us. Wow. Well, but we're back back for more. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, after okay. Yeah, long, long week. I guess. And, uh, this is going to be different (laughs) Yeah, because I have not had time to read. Yeah. Not much anyway. Not enough.
1: Not enough that you feel good enough about doing the podcast about what you read.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can talk about some things, but, um, (laughs) you know, there's, there's war and pestilence and, yeah. Uh, all kinds of terrible things to talk about. Um, but I thought that instead that we would talk about uh terrible media and I don't even mean like the, you know, mainstream media in terms of news and stuff. I mean like, yeah. no, you know, you mean movies the, and uh, TV shows, and yeah. <laughs> like the,
1: the other propaganda. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I don't know if uh, we'll see if people find this interesting, but it, it's, it's getting to me. And, um, and I think like all right, so here's my uh here's my premise. Like this is the this is my my postulate. All right. Is that the um the uh feminist and me too movements have destroyed storytelling in Hollywood. Yeah. That's what I'm okay, so um, yeah, we had my uh my birthday dinner last night and it consisted of me and my mom and my mom's caregiver. And so I got to reflect on that through my, you know, 40 some years of life, I have connected with so few people and managed to offend, lose track of, or alienate so many of them that I had literally no friends at my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm going all in. Yeah. I figured just go ahead and try and, and, and <laughs> offend yeah. all of our listeners as yeah, well. Just keep pushing this <laughs> may as well. What, what's there to lose? Um, but what sparked this mostly, uh, was just a couple of things that I've, I've seen recently. Um, the big one is uh, rings of power on, I heard it's horrible on Amazon prime. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's not been reviewed particularly well. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I mean, there were more um, high-star reviews than low-star reviews on Amazon, um, but I also came across uh, something that suggested that Amazon deleted like several thousand <laughs> one-star reviews.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, um, they own the platform, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, it, it's kind of like um, a pharmaceutical companies doing their own research on effectiveness, and that's being yeah. what's used to promote it by the government. Exactly. Um so I was actually irritated enough by the end of the series cuz I was really looking forward to this. Like I'm yeah. a fan of the source material. Yeah. Um I read uh Hobbit I I didn't even read I didn't even start reading these things until I was in my late 20s. Yeah. So I missed them when I was young, I guess when most when most guys get into it in their teens or yeah. whatever. But I, um, I read Hobbit when I was like, I don't know, 27, 28, uh, a roommate gave it to me and he was like, no, you got to read the, or didn't give it to me, lent it to me. Um, and then I read the Lord of the Rings series, you know, a couple of years later. And then just maybe five or so years ago, I read the Silmarillion and yeah, I really enjoyed all the stuff. I think Tolkien is a, um, is a hell of a good storyteller. It's an interesting
1: world he's created.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's impressive. Um, <clears throat> now, he's using, like, a lot of real-world stuff as a base, but um, there's I think that there's few authors that I have come across that, that have effectively, effectively being the key word here, yeah. um, effectively created um, fantasy worlds that feel that don't feel contrived, that feel like they existed before the events of the story, uh, that have their own histories and, um, cultures and, um, and interactions that predate the story that's told. Yeah. And it doesn't feel forced.
1: Yeah.
0: And so Tolkien's one of them. Uh, another one that I like is Frank Herbert. I, the Dune series felt that way too. Oh Yeah. Uh, so you've completely created this world out of nothing, but somehow you've created this world out of nothing that doesn't feel like it's, it's isolated. Yeah. That feels like it's connected to events before and, 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 a um, and is going to continue beyond.
1: The guys are really into Dean like the, you know. Justin, Spencer, oh, yeah. all of those guys. Yeah, no, they're huge fans of Dune. So I've heard a lot about Dune, but I haven't read the books or anything. So well, I've got them if I, you... want. They're, they're, honestly, it sounds like an yeah. undertaking. I don't it, know it if it's something a, that yeah. I'm willing to get on to. It's but, definitely but, an undertaking. But it's, it's probably
0: 4,000 pages of material or something yeah, like
1: that. But they love it. Like, yeah. I mean, the long conversations mm-hmm. about the goings-on in those stories.
0: Yeah, well, there's, there's real interesting aspects of that one, um, particularly the... That I liked uh having studied anthropology yeah uh where the culture um the cultures fit the environments yeah and it, again it doesn't feel like something that was forced it feels it feels very natural and that's that's hard to do i think yeah um i you know I did some short stories and stuff when I was younger, but I, I never tried to do a novel and I certainly, and yeah. I've done world building for, uh, role-playing games and stuff like that yeah. as well, but certainly not to that kind not of depth. Not to that
1: level, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And most of that has been set in the world that exists.
1: Yeah, you're just building a story out. Yeah, of Yeah, you're
0: just you're creating characters and interactions in a, in a local history, not the yeah. You're not the creating broad history is Yeah, yeah. The broad <laughs>
1: history <laughs> has already been
0: written. Um. So, but these, uh, like I said, I, Tolkien, I think is is one of the master storytellers, and um, I, I found his work fascinating, and I was really looking forward to Rings of Power even after the Hobbit movies, which I guess I'll go ahead and comment on anyway, because I guess this is what we're doing here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Lord of the Rings movies were good. Yeah. Uh, particularly Fellowship, I thought, because part of it is that, um, first off, they, they did a, fair, um, a fairly faithful adaptation of Tolkien's work. And I, I know like, people complained about things that were left out and so forth, but these are kind of You can't of big, do it all. I mean, yeah.
1: movies are going to have to leave stuff out. Like. Absolutely.
0: And when Fellowship came out, the way they did uh, a lot of the, um, even the CGI stuff, which I mostly hate, and th- the way they shot it and so forth, it was just, it was very, it was new. It was like yeah. when Matrix came out. Yeah. You, you know, Matrix Never. came out and you hadn't seen effects like that. Yeah. Really. Before and um, Fellowship did the same thing, and it it made the the Twin Towers and Return of the King not f- not quite as good because it wasn't as it wasn't this it new wasn't thing. novel. Yeah. yeah. But but they were still good films. Yeah. And then um, and then they did The Hobbit, and they announced The Hobbit, and I was excited, and they said it's going to be a trilogy, and I was like, oh. I don't know about that. Sounds like is there enough story there for that? And it turns out no. There's not. Yeah. No, definitely not. It's the shortest of those books. Yeah. And they somehow stretched it out into into a trilogy and so they created things that didn't happen in the books and um it lingers on these long like like marching scenes practically, like they don't even use it for better character development or anything like that, and then it had these frenetic action scenes over and over and over and over again that seemed completely unreal and it they, they it wasn't good, yeah it just wasn't good, so I was hoping that i hope against hope, I guess yeah that rings of power would be would be better would be back to you know kind of really making use of the source material, telling a good story and,
1: and so forth. So is, is Rings of Power based off of one of the books?
0: Um, it's based off of uh, events in the Second Age that were expanded on in the Silmarillion. So, okay. or, and I guess other histories, I'm not sure what all Tolkien wrote, but it's yeah. it's set like a couple of thousand years. It's before the rings were forged. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and that's actually what the story's supposed to be about is the forging of the rings. I got you. Okay. 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 So, and, I, but I was excited, you know, it's Amazon series. They spent like half a billion dollars to do the first season, which is like eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, wow. Bar-
1: that you could barely sit through, right?
0: Well, that turned out to be the problem. And so I left a two-star review. I was irritated enough by the time I finished it. And I watched yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, That I left a two-star review on Amazon. I figured I can't really give it a one-star because I, I did watch the whole thing, so it has to have been better than one-star for me to yeah. have continued. Because I do have a three-episode rule Yeah. that when I start watching something, I'll watch the first three episodes. If I'm still not liking it after the first three episodes enough, then I'll just quit. Absolutely. But I, you got to give it that opportunity. Cause yeah. Especially at the beginning of a story, sometimes characters are slow to develop. You don't really know anybody yet, and you're kind of confused about where it's, it's What's going. What's going on? Yeah, yeah that so kind of thing. Y- you got to get past that. Which, uh, uh, there was somebody I knew who watched the first episode of Firefly and was like, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get into this. I'm done. I was like, oh, dude, just you gotta power watch, through yeah, man. watch it just a couple more episodes and yeah. and he ended up loving it absolutely because how could you not because it's great <laughs> so i i watched the first three episodes of rings of power i was not enjoying it yeah. um but i kept watching it anyway and so the fact that i made it to the end because i kept hoping that it would redeem itself <laughs> at some point this is going to get better right yeah there, there's spoilers coming by the way so if you anyone yeah. out there who hasn't watched Rings of Power and wants <laughs> to. you might not want to listen. Uh, I, I hate to tell people that, but...
1: Well, either way, uh, you're probably not going to enjoy it anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I'm, Spoiler alert, anything there. anything like me. <laughs> and
0: I'll tell you right from the beginning, if you're looking for a faithful to Tolkien adaptation, uh, this is not it. Yeah. But I wouldn't care about that, actually. I, like, I'm not so steeped in the mythology that I even remember all that stuff. I, yeah. You know, there's... They could have done a million things in that that had nothing to do with anything that Tolkien wrote. I no. wouldn't wouldn't have known any. Better. That wouldn't have been the complaint, it's, right? Yeah, it's been years ago that I read the Silmarillion. No. Um, I haven't read any of the other histories stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, but that would have been fine if they had told a good story. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't. <laughs> in lies the problem. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do want to pick apart some particular aspects of it that I had a real issue with, and um, and I'll you know I'll tell you now like what I wrote about it um, on Amazon was that the characters were flat and uninteresting, that the story was slow, um, mm-hmm. that it only progressed when it needed to, and it, they had to like contrive events to move the plot forward, uh, that um, it it was so boring that it took me two or three sittings to watch each episode and they're only an hour long. Oh wow. And uh the you know there was some um choreography that was that was cool. Mm. Some of the fight choreography and so forth that was cool. Uh but there was just as much that was just laughable, just silly, stupid. And yeah. um that there were some like really beautiful landscapes that you kind of expect to see in Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. And they were there. There was some of that. Yeah. But since that's really the only part of the series that I took real joy in that I feel like I would have been better off taking my time to, uh, just a decent art museum. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end I, I kind of summed it up. Oh yeah. And the dialogue, the dialogue was so bad. The dialogue seemed very familiar Yeah. because I listened to a lot of politicians. Oh, Okay. And that's why it seemed very familiar, is because they kept talking.
1: Like a politician.
0: And they would talk and talk and talk. But when you really thought about what they said,
1: They didn't say anything. They didn't
0: say anything. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like um like a, a teenager trying to write something profound in their diary or something. I mean that it was it was yeah. really you know, on the surface level, like it sounded like they were saying something interesting, but then you thought about what they were saying. Like they didn't say anything at all. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of that too. Yeah. And then uh, I, I closed it by saying that it's probably a good thing. That's going to be a few years before the second season comes out to give the writers a chance to maybe reevaluate what they think they're doing and give us a chance to forget how disappointing this was. <laughs> so that's what I had to say about rings of power. So bear all that in mind when I go into the next part, Yeah, but Back to the the (laughs) postulate here that the Me Too um, movement and and modern feminism is the problem. Yeah. All of the main characters are women. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with. I like strong female characters in films. Like one of my favorite characters of all time is Sarah Connor. Yeah. Sarah Connor is a fantastic character. Yeah. Um, She, you know, she starts off like and maybe I'll get more into this later, but she starts off as this kind of naive, um, you know, uh, like ignorant character that has no particular set of skills, but there's something about her that's special in her case. It's that she's going to give birth to the person who saves the world. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, at the beginning, somebody has to rescue her and get her along. Um, but by the, you know, by the second film, she's like prepared herself for this and so she's trained and she's a she's a badass. Yeah. Um and but the real I, I think the real important part of her character, like the the real turn in her character, the part that makes her really interesting, is at the near the end of the second movie when she goes to kill the guy that's gonna create Skynet that ends up destroying humanity. Yeah. Um she she can't. Yeah. Um and she she like sees him as a father and as a human and it brings out a humanity in her. And she thinks of her own, um, her own motherhood and, and like, you know, it's this like really nice piece that she's not so cold and detached that she like comes back to her humanity and she can't bring herself to do this terrible thing to this person to prevent a more terrible thing. Yeah. And, uh, and they end up working together to try and, Stop it! Obviously, they don't because there's like five more films, <laughs> yeah. uh, most of which sucked. Yeah. Uh, but the first two films were really good, yeah. and um, and Sarah Connor was a really good, strong female lead. Yeah. Um, and she's a really fascinating character because she's like a full character. So like, she's got good aspects and bad aspects, and um, and internal conflict, and um, she fails at things and so forth, and that's what's missing now. Yeah. And that's so the, the main character in Rings of Power is Galadriel. Um and like the real problem with her, besides that she shows the emotional like the actress doesn't seem to be very good. Although I don't know that she had a whole lot to work with, but she shows the emotional range of like a peanut yeah. in this. But she's completely overpowered. Yeah. Um she she doesn't ever she doesn't display any real weakness except for idiocy, but that's not really her idiocy. It's idiocy of the story writing. Um, and she doesn't like, you need a motivation. She's got that, like, you know, and she's and and so like some of the aspects of the character building aren't bad. Um, so there's, she has faced adversity in that she's lost her brother and apparently her husband, although that's definitely non canonical, but, um, Anyway, she's lost her brother and her husband and this drives her, uh, to try and destroy the evil, um, Sauron. Yeah. And, um, but like the adversity doesn't really play into her except that, except for her single mindedness. Yeah. And it's like these terrible things have happened to her, but she's already overcome them. Yeah. Just like every other challenge she faces in the entire series. Like (laughs) she never really loses. And so the problem is that she's the exact same character at the end of the season as she was at the beginning of the season. Like there's yeah. no character arc. There's no development because there's no room for growth because there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't fail. So it presents no opportunity for her to, to learn and to overcome something within the story yeah. that, that they're telling. Yeah. Like apparently she's overcome some adversity in her past, but we miss that. Yeah. So like the interesting part of her story is past and we don't get any of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they don't present anything interesting in this part of her story for her to overcome and grow and, and move as a character. Yeah. So she's boring. <laughs> now the second thing is like, and I, I'm, <laughs> I've seen this in a couple other places too, but I don't understand why, um, I guess Hollywood's idea of a strong female character is to display the traits of a male villain. Yeah. Because she's arrogant. She's rude. She lacks empathy and compassion. She, she uses everyone around her as a means to an end. She is completely self-centered. And I I mean, I, I suppose it's supposed to show that she's, you know, ready to make the hard decisions and things like that but what it actually makes is a character that you can't li- you cannot possibly like
1: yeah well, maybe they're gonna flip the script, man. Maybe in the next season, they're, you're gonna find out that she's really the villain.
0: Well, <laughs> we can so, only hope. Yeah, because um, you think she'd make a pretty good one. <laughs> I think that she would. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a scene like very early, like I think it's in the first episode, uh, where they're trudging through the snow on the way to some place for some reason. Yeah. Why I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but um, one of the guys in her group is uh, is flagging. And, you know, they're fighting through this blizzard after climbing this mountain. And they're like, you know, please, let's just stop for a minute. And she's like, we can't. And she's like ready to just leave him to die there in the snow to go towards something that she doesn't even know (laughs) where exactly, like if it'll achieve anything. She can't stop for 10 minutes to help let this guy catch his breath in the meantime. I mean, it's, it's such a it's such a terrible act. I think. And like I said, I think it's supposed to show that she, you know, she's strong. She's a strong woman. Yeah. And that she's willing to make tough decisions to achieve her goals and so forth. Yeah. Um, but it really just makes her seem like a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and for those who are listening to this and thinking, well, you wouldn't have a problem with that in the male character. Yes. Yes, I would. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, you know, one of the big things that that happens a lot of times in male character arcs is that they do start off this way. Yeah. And then, and then
1: they veer towards being a better person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Then they, uh, you know, something happens along the way, some kind of loss generally, um, that makes them reevaluate how they look at the people around them and show more compassion and empathy and be a better person. This never happens with her. Yeah. Yeah. At least not through the (laughs) first eight episodes. Right. Right. Eight hours in, yeah. This hasn't changed.
1: Like I say, I'm still hoping season
0: two, man, <laughs> <Yeah>. going, <laughs> <he's> in 2025 <laughs> or whenever it's supposed to come out. Yeah. Um, and so I started thinking. Well, then the other film that I saw um, recently was uh, "The Luckiest Girl Alive" with okay. Mila Kunis. It's a Netflix original. Yeah. So now, I, so I'm attacking both Prime and Netflix here. <laughs> All right. Going, going after the big boys, both <laughs> yeah. the big boys. Um, and. Like, this is a story that did not go the way that I thought that it was going to go. I I thought it was a different kind of story. Uh, But it was kind of an interesting story. Um, But you have the same kind of of thing where there's very little change in the character from the beginning to the end. Like, she's more content at the end of the story than she is at the beginning. Like, she's better adjusted, I guess, to her... The, like she definitely had some adversity in her past. I mean, the, yeah. she, you know, it's this woman that, that it depicts her overcoming, like the story is essentially of her overcoming, um, rape and sexual assault and being the survivor of a school shooting in, oh, wow. as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like she's, she's self-reliant, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, like this is something that I think is important for people to, to be able to, to be self-reliant. Um, but it's to a flaw in this case. So at the beginning of this film, she is engaged to a guy who, well, not perfect. Um, is somebody who clearly like truly cares for her and would do almost anything for her. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like you'd certainly get that impression from this guy is that he like, if she asked him for anything, he would do his best to do whatever that was. Yeah. um, and he gets frustrated with her because he doesn't understand why she kind of maintains some distance because she never tells him about this history. The At least stuff, not the yeah. the rape and sexual assault. Like, he knows about yeah. the school shooting. But yeah. anyway. Um, but in the end, she, like, overcomes all of this on her own. She, you know, writes a very public... Um, article about it, and it's well received. And um, she helps so many women who've had similar experiences. And uh, she breaks up with her fiance right before the wedding because she doesn't need him, Man. and um, and so forth. But it, it's another one of these issues where, like, okay, there's I have a couple of problems with this. First off, she's the same way as Galadriel in that all of these relationships that she has through the film they aren't real relationships. They're not like real social relationships. They're people that she's using to try and get somewhere. Yeah. Like everybody in her life is, uh, is a means to an end. Yeah. And this is not a heroic trait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and in the end, you know, she, so she gets to this place where she's more comfortable and confident. And so she sheds this guy. Yeah. And, and, so, it also reinforces this, like, um, lack of trust or lack of engagement with the people around you. Um, this kind of antisocial. Not antisocial in the sense that I don't have any contact with anybody, but antisocial in the sense that I don't form any real relationships with the people around me. Yeah. Um, and uh, while at the end they say, you know, if you um, if you have been the victim of rape or sexual assault and you need help, you know, to contact this website, but they just had this movie where this girl kind of gets over it all on her own.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, and it, I, I don't think Did, that that's didn't realistic. Didn't use
1: any of the resources that you would be getting if you called that number at the end of the show.
0: Yeah, and didn't use her fiance, who obviously cares about her. Not not that yeah. he could have fixed things, but he could have. He and his family could have been a support group for her that she needed. Yeah, and but it's depicted that she doesn't need them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like my experience with people who yeah. have struggled with this. Um, and you know, for my nearly a psychology minor that I got in, in college, would suggest that this isn't something that people really get over on their own. Yeah, that these kind of experiences, these traumatic experiences, um, do undermine your faith in the people around you, yeah. uh, especially if it's childhood sexual abuse, because you know, like from a, um, a a parent or family member or whatever. This is like one of those experiences that completely undermines your trust because you your trust has been broken by the people that you're supposed to like with unquestionably rely on them.
1: Yeah, at that age where you're learning so much and absorbing so much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and you know there's a, a bunch of negative psychological side effects that are pretty common um, as a result of these experiences, um, <laughs> including like sociopathy, but um mm-hmm. you know and narcissism and and so but trying to get through this on your own is ill advised
1: yeah yeah
0: right like i i would suggest that if you do if this is part of your history that you seek counseling that you try and use the people around you that that you can be fairly confident care about you now yeah as a support group um and if not to find a group that is like Actually, a support group, other victims support groups and things like that. Yeah. Um, but the idea that you can get over this on your own is silly and so but it also re- reinforces this this idea that you can't trust other people and that you don't need them anyway, yeah, which is completely counter to like humanity's existence. like we are social animals yeah. and and having a social relationship doesn't mean like somebody that I talk to, and it definitely doesn't mean somebody that i use yeah. to get something else that i want yeah. um if people are just a means to an end that's not a social relationship yeah. um a social relationship is is an interaction like a meaningful interaction between people um where there is kind of the and i, and I don't want to say interdependence because i don't i don't know that that's necessarily the case but um but a, a, like a true friendship or um relationship where you feel like you can trust them you can rely upon them you know those kind of things yeah like that's an important part of being human oh absolutely and uh so i i didn't like this and and <laughs> and again it's like reinforcing these negative traits about using people as a means to an end which is a, one of the issues that i really have with it and i was thinking about my friend um my friend from college who was arguing with me about market versus government and capitalism versus socialism and so on and so forth. And, um, and I was saying that, that the important part of, uh, the market is that it's a whole bunch of individuals. uh, This is retreading old ground here, of course, but, um, a whole bunch of individuals, each making decisions that they think are the best decision for themselves, but it amalgamating in a way that, creates a better whole for everybody yeah and he was saying that he didn't like the idea of having a society built around individual desires that that was destined to fail and that you need a society built around um the common good
1: (laughs) yeah but you're gonna need like a
0: whole like shift in Humanity for that. Well, th- that's also true. I mean, that's a that's a uh, an issue. People are generally self interested. Yeah.
1: And. Like you, can only ask what you can ask, like yeah. <laughs> you know. Um,
0: but you know, my of course, the obvious question is, well, who decides what the common good is?
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. Um,
0: and we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like that, yeah. That you and your wife have disagreements about what the common good is, just for your family from time to time. <laughs> right. And like, so how do you get an entire society to agree on what you need to all work together towards? Yeah. Um, and what about the people that disagree and so on? But what it does is it turns all of the people into means to an end. Yeah. Yeah. That everybody, like it steals the humanity from everybody. Yeah. Um, Because even if you do it in a democratic way, then the, and the, the people that disagree, the minority, they're now just a means to the ends that the majority want. Yeah. Or if you have a group of wise elders that know, you know what the best thing for everybody is somehow. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Then everybody becomes a means to the to their ends. Yeah. And so no matter what, in a in a society where you have tried to decide tried to create a society built around everybody working towards common goals, then you've created a society where everybody is means to an end. Yeah. And you've stolen the individuality and humanity of all these people, and you don't care about it. And I I find it ironic coming from uh, a person who um, rails against uh, corporate um, life where all the employees are just a cog in the wheel um, for the corporate profit or or what have you, which makes them means to the end of the corporate goal. Yeah. What's the difference between whether it's a, a business imposing it or a government imposing it? No. Yeah. Still the same thing. It's the same thing. And I you know, I don't think I don't have any I don't have any kids, but you've got two daughters. Are like are these yeah. traits that you would want them picking up?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just that yeah.
0: Um so I was thinking about some other uh female characters recently. And so part of this like feminism and me too, here's where the me too thing comes in. Um why is a Galadriel and Mila Kunis's character, whatever her name was, I don't remember. Um, and then, like another big example would be Rey from from the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, why are they so overpowered, able to um, overcome everything on their own, essentially, and so forth? And it it's because in this climate, I guess now you can't tell a story where a woman fails. Yeah. And you certainly can't have her be defeated by a male. Right. (laughs) Right? So you end up with this ridiculous stuff with, like, Rey where—oh, and Gladriel too, where they, you know, they get in a fight with a cave troll or whatever, and her um, six male counterparts all working together get crushed by this troll, and she jumps in and saves the day all by herself.
1: Yeah. That checks out.
0: By the way, she's like 5'2", <laughs> and um, that wa- armor weighs as much as she does, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so it also creates a, a conflict. Of, like, you can only ignore so much to try and accept whatever, <laughs> what the story is. But, yeah. um, but then you have Rey, who at the end of the first movie uh, of the first of the trilogy, The Force Awakens, that was that one, I think? I think so, yeah. Um, the antagonist, she defeats. Yeah. And then in the second movie, the last Jedi think so. (laughs) I don't remember the names of these (laughs) either. Um, she goes to Luke Skywalker. Who's one of the great heroes of cinema history. Yeah. Um, goes to Luke Skywalker for him to be her mentor and she doesn't need him. Yeah. Like he doesn't really teach her very much and she defeats him in a fight also. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so you have this character and she's got problems anyway, because you know, her motivation doesn't, doesn't really fit with the story. S- like characters have to have motivations in order for them to feel like real people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and uh, I, mean, as far as I can tell, um, at least at the beginning of the story, Ray's motivation is to wait where she is for her parents to return. Yeah. But then she doesn't really, pursue that at all because if her goal is to stay where she is then why does she do any of the things that she does in the film because everything (laughs) that she does throughout the entire trilogy takes her farther and farther away from home yeah where she was trying to wait for her parents to return so then like her motivation as far as i can tell what it is she doesn't follow it. So it's not really a motivation. Yeah. So I guess it's either ill-defined or it doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, which makes her, a, a, again, kind of a boring character, or at least a character that you can't understand. Yeah. And then she has no weaknesses. She doesn't fail. She doesn't grow. This, it, this is sounding yeah. familiar, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, this, so there's no real character arc. And so they're trying to like retell... In a lot of ways, the original Star Wars trilogy from the late 70s, early 80s, but that original trilogy was like a, like, I mean, it was a classic hero's journey story. Yeah. Where... Uh, again, like Luke Skywalker is this farm boy disconnected from everything? He's naive. He doesn't know what's going on in the wider world. Um, but he has a special power that he doesn't even realize that 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 is driving him into a destiny where his life matters in some way. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, he finds a mentor. The mentor helps to um, helps to helps him to adjust to this. You know, this fate of his um, to learn how to use the power that he has within him um, and to try and steer him down a proper path. Yeah. Uh, But um, he ends up uh, jumping into things before he's really ready. And so he ends up in Empire Strikes Back um, thinking that he's ready to face Vader and failing miserably. Yeah. And losing his arm in the process and nearly losing all of his friends. Yeah um and then he has to he has to go and he has to recoup and figure out what to do next and he has to learn and grow and become better and then he comes back in the last movie and he's stronger and more focused and more disciplined um and uh and more cautious yeah and uh but still ambitious um and he ends up being the great hero that not who does more than defeat his enemy? He actually turns his enemy to good back to the right side, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's this like classic hero story. It's fantastic, really well put together story. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel contrived, even though George Lucas is like not real good at dialogue and so forth. But I mean, like there's some yeah. things that you could pick at, but yeah, um but it's it's a compelling story that people can relate to and uh, and Ray just doesn't have that it's not a hero's journey because she never fails yeah. she never grows she doesn't have to learn anything she she's got all the skills that she needs to succeed from the very beginning, and none of that ever changes
1: yeah uh, the original series definitely withstood the test of time yeah like i mean that that's the reason Disney spent all the money to buy the series yeah. like, there was a reason because it was a it was a it worked
0: <laughs> and then they succeeded in completely destroying it.
1: I, I would say so, but I mean because
0: it, like to go beyond that, if we're yeah. just going to start critiquing these films, um, yeah. they also destroy the character of Han Solo, who is another yep. um, kind of anti-hero hero, yeah. uh, and they destroy the character of Luke Skywalker, who when we do meet him in the second film is a bum who's complete, he's uninterested in anything. He's yeah. completely cut himself off. He doesn't want to help anybody, and that this yeah. is completely contrary to the character that developed in the original trilogy exactly. and han solo is the same way they like yep. tear him down in the same way because yep. he went from being a um a uh selfish self-centered narcissistic criminal yeah um to becoming a, a great rebel leader and general and was willing to sacrifice himself for others and i mean like yeah completely redeems his original character and becomes a, a powerful force for good instead of just this kind of sideline criminal. Yeah. Um, but when we meet him again in yeah. The Force Awakens, he's back to being a criminal. And now yeah. he's kind of like a bumbling idiot criminal, which at least <laughs> in the first one, like he was always very he savvy. Was sharp, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I actually heard uh, a guy on YouTube talking about it and he was saying it's like, the, the problem, the, the reason that they keep tearing down these characters is because they don't have the creativity to create a character as compelling on their own. And yeah. so the only thing that they can do to make their characters seem interesting is to rip down these old characters to the same mediocre level that they've managed to achieve, <laughs> yeah. um, which I thought uh, was funny and kind of insightful. There's something to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but like, And I, I can imagine people out there saying, well, all right, so well, what about Anakin Skywalker from the the prequel yeah. trilogy? Like he was overpowered. Yeah. Right. Um, So why is he any different than, than Ray? Ray's overpowered. He's overpowered. What's the difference? Well, the difference is that his, um, his strength in the first film leads to some pretty severe character flaws. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. So he's, he's so good at everything from the very beginning that he's impatient, impulsive. um, He bucks authority. He feels like everybody's holding them back. He becomes uh, jealous and envious of the people around him um and he ends up like it ends up leading to his downfall these character flaws that develop yeah um, leads, because of leads his him to the dark side see but ray is never never experiences any of that she's always like she's actually the best person of these three girls that I'm talking about here. (laughs) Um, because she, she is empathetic. She cares about the people around her. She's, um, she's savvy and she's, uh, but she's never really tempted. Like, and so that creates a, a problem too, because one of the things about Luke and, and, um, and Anakin definitely is that there's the kind of this question. It's like the, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name in Rachel and friends? Uh, like oh. the will they, won't they kind of thing, yeah. uh, you know, um, where it's, there is temptation for them and, and anger and, uh, you know, depression and this desire to, to do more and to take the shortcut that yeah. has you kind of questioning at points, whether they're going to stay on the good path or, or go to the dark side. You yeah. never have that question with Ray. Yeah. Ray's always under control, stoic. Empathetic, Like she's always good. There's never a question about whether she'll switch to the dark side or not. Yeah. Um, And, but you obviously like you have that question with Luke and you definitely have that question with Anakin cause he eventually does. Cause he does. Yeah. <laughs> because of these character flaws that develop as a result of him being so powerful. Yeah. That Ray never faces. And, um, and like I said, it leads to his downfall and uh, the loss of everything that he loves. Yeah. Right. So that's a very different kind of character arc because there is a change from the guy at the beginning, the little kid, the bright eyed, you know, optimistic, hopeful kid, um, into this brooding, angry, evil character at the end. Yeah. Ah, so those are my, (laughs) uh, those are my assessments of these things. And, and so I, but I think that a lot of it is about, um, you know, protecting female characters.
1: Well, we're just, we live in a time where you can't write a female character. That's not going to be that strong, like just overpowering character. Like that's just not the way things are written right now. Yeah. Um so. Well,
0: I mean, it's got to change because it doesn't, it doesn't create. And well, some of it too is like, you think about the Marvel movies um which i lost interest in years ago actually like i couldn't keep yeah. track of the story anymore and you know, well we're so in the
1: multiverse st- now so then matter right
0: <laughs> well that's a problem in and of itself i could i could spend another half hour talking about that kind of thing too yeah. them erasing the past yeah which i've already talked about a little bit with the rewrites of luke and han solo yeah um in the star wars and then uh, a friend of mine the other day was talking about uh star trek and how they essentially like went back and overwrote all the canon of the of you know 40 years of Star Trek or whatever by yeah. putting them down a different timeline so they could do whatever they, they wanted with they the characters. They do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember um, that. I and, saw that one
1: in the theater.
0: Yeah. And I you know and I heard about that with the Marvel stuff too the now yeah. it's the multiverse so like contradictions don't matter it's just a different timeline you, yep. you know. Oh, it's lazy writing.
1: <laughs> it kind of
0: is. <laughs> it's just lazy writing. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that the, like trying to protect the female characters is, is a big part of it. Cause you can't have them lose yeah. because then, you know, you're writing, um, uh, well, I don't even, I don't even entirely understand the problem because they're not relatable characters and they don't help people, including women yeah. learn to face adversity and like, you know, real life. Yeah. yeah. Like things don't always go your way. Yeah. And I don't know how any of them can relate to them anyway, because nobody has gone through life. Where everything went their way. Well, I don't think it's not all coming up at Millhouse, you know. Yeah, I I don't. I think that's kind
1: of the point, though, is that they're writing these characters, not really intending for them to be like um, relatable. Like they just that. It, that's not really the point. The point is that they want you know this is this is the this is how we're going. This is the direction. You know, I don't know. It's weird.
0: I don't understand what it's supposed to achieve. Yeah, and I, I think that they you know back to the CGI thing. I think that they, they like pretty up this stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the action is, uh, constant yeah. s- to distract you. You know, they don't want to give you time to like stop and think for a second about <laughs> what's the story going that, on, yeah. <laughs> the story that's being told to you and whether this makes sense or not. Yeah. Um, one of the other, uh, female characters in, um, the rings of power is, a uh, this single mother, um, who's, uh, I don't remember. She's like a, bartender or an artist or a farmer. So I can't remember what her actual job was. No. Um, because, uh, as soon as things start to go bad, she is a, a, a military leader. <laughs> yeah. Just somehow
1: just steps into the role.
0: Yeah, and um like I don't I don't have a problem with girl boss characters. It doesn't bother me. It's just got to it's got to make sense though. Yeah. And and this one doesn't. Well, and of course need- she's also like constantly abandoning her teenage son to go do these things for the you know, for everybody else and I'm like, well that doesn't that doesn't present a very good message either, I don't think. <laughs> right? Let me say and this will be probably unpopular for some reason that I cannot fathom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um women out there your superpower is motherhood, yeah, like that is all of your superpower yeah and i i don 't think that you uh well at least i don 't think that the culture the culture
1: um, doesn 't appreciate that now, I think when you talk to women individually that they appreciate that, yeah, but our culture definitely does not appreciate at least anymore, yeah, I mean there definitely was a time where it did, but we've we 've moved in another direction as a country, and it 's just it. It's just, that's the way it is. Like they, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the, when you talk to your average person, I think they would absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I think that the part that I'm trying to get at is that for the women out there that um, feel weak or that they don't have the kind of influence in society that they feel like they should, the kind of influence that a man has yeah. or what have you. I don't think that you really appreciate that the power that you wield by raising the next generation.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I mean, the kind of influence that you have is completely outsized. Yeah. The, the women actually have far more influence on the direction of culture and society than men have. Um, and it's for that reason, because you are the people that are mostly instilling the ideals into the next generation. Yeah. Every single generation. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, and I think that, I think that's underappreciated by the culture too. But I think that that aspect of it is underappreciated by a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah, That could be. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you can tell me I'm wrong. Like I said, I'm doing my best to offend everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. So she like abandons these people and said, but, you know, maybe her complete lack of any kind of military training that would justify her becoming a military leader is why they abandon their fortified position and go back to the open village that they'd started in to actually face off against the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Cause then, you know, then you have a really pretty fight scene to try and prevent you from stopping and thinking about that for a moment and saying, huh,
1: that was a bad decision.
0: That was a bad decision. (laughs) Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah um yeah the the most interesting of the the female leads i think is the um the hobbit the uh femfrodo yeah who at least has kind of a character arc yeah, like a little bit like she's she overcomes her her fear and um the tradition of her culture to actually like venture out yeah, that happens. <laughs> that that's like that's the that's only. that's something right yeah that's a change I mean at yeah. least that's she's the most interesting character for that reason yeah. because you see an internal struggle and in something that she she changes the way she's living her life yeah. at the end uh, that's cool yeah. <laughs> I mean that could have been way better written too but <laughs>
1: at least it's there but at, it's least, yeah, at there. least yeah at least there's
0: something of a story
1: all right well. It's it's definitely a, a sad time for movie and cinema right now. Mm. Um, it's not, like I say, because, g- I mean, you just brought up a few examples, but there's plenty of them. Like, sto- the stories just aren't as interesting and as good anymore.
0: Well, and, you know, I guess it's, as an older person. Yeah. Now. As, as of yesterday. As, of,
1: a, of advanced age. Yeah.
0: Advanced <laughs> seems like a strong term, but um, <laughs> as, as an as being older and wiser. Yeah. Um, I remember when there were good films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I, part of it may be, you know, back to a cultural thing. Part of it may be that it's easy to kind of pull one over on, um, on a culture that has, uh, I don't know. Um, a TikTok attention span.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something to that too. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you're, if the longest you pay attention to something is is you know twenty minutes for like a YouTube video or, or something usually, yeah, then I'd
1: say twenty minutes is a lot for some of these. Well,
0: I, yeah, I agree. Um. The TikTok generation, it's like ninety seconds. Yeah,
1: right. right. It's not long. Yeah,
0: but if that's um, if that's as long as they usually are focused on anything, then it's easy to kind of push past these plot holes. Yeah and be lazy in your writing and, and, you know, beyond just like these kind of weird cultural focuses on, on, on identity politics in film, um, you know, where the reason to go watch something is because it's such a diverse cast. Yeah. (laughs) Or because, you know, they, they took the old male character and they replaced it with a female that does the same thing or, The way that they're, they're kind of presenting these to you now anyway, instead of saying, Hey, we've got a really great, compelling story um, that people can relate to, you know, about friendship and sacrifice and, and love and loss and things that all people can relate to. Yeah. Um, And maybe, you know, people out there answer me. I, I would really like to know. Um, whatever ethnic background you are, can you only relate to characters that have the same ethnic background? Does the yeah. color of somebody's skin on the screen actually have that much of an impact on whether you relate to them or not? Now, I know that there are like culturally relevant relations that can be made. Yeah. Like, you know, you probably... Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of any specific examples really right now. But, uh, well, I mean, if you're talking about... Um, you know, somebody that grew up on a reservation or something, they probably need to be American Indian.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or indigenous right. peoples or whatever we're calling them now. <laughs> yeah. Um, But the, the thing that draws people to them, like that, that allows people to relate to them. That's probably not it. Even if you are also a native American, yeah. like you can maybe relate specifically to that particular life experience, like specific life experience, but the story that is gonna get you to relate to them. That's not really what it it's actually about. It's about these these shared things throughout humanity. Yeah, the love and friendship and sacrifice and loss and yeah, the yeah. things
1: that kind of span over all of that or yeah. past all of that.
0: Yeah, um, and I I don't feel like we're getting a lot of that. And then uh, just another side note: as long as I'm uh, critiquing the way stories are told now. And the problem with not having much of an attention span, and I'm I'm like just like everybody else when I watch a lot of films, I kind of want to just sit back and ignore the the Politics stupidity of, of some. Well, no, not that oh, yeah. too, but yeah. although not as much, but yeah, no, I mean like the the stupidity of some of the plot points sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and just like sit back and try and enjoy it on its own terms.
1: Yeah. But I'm a big believer in that, but when it becomes so glaring and so obvious, there's only so much you can look past. yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and I always go into stuff with kind of an, an open mind and an assumption that you know, this is going on in this world, and this is kind of how these things are. Mm-hmm. But you do hit a point where it's like, this is just absurd.
0: Yeah, And what you see a lot now is that, um, that something will happen that th- there's a complete lack of setup Yeah. in storytelling now. So whenever the writer needs the plot to move along, yeah. like some random character or event or whatever will push it along. Yeah. And it's, it's not anything that has been set up and it doesn't feel natural or organic. It feels forced, forced. and contrived. Yeah. yeah. And that completely takes me out of... My just sit back and enjoy it on its own terms stuff, because I'm like, well, where did this come from? (laughs) And then you're sitting there thinking, well, where did it come from? Well, the script writer needed something to move the story along. (laughs) And so this is it. They couldn't come up with something beforehand and Mm -hmm. like make it feel like part of the regular action. They had to insert this thing to make it happen. And it's jarring.
1: Yeah. I always think, well, that was convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, exactly it. Well, Well, it's
0: sure is convenient that that guy was on the same plane. Yep. All right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, gosh. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what was the, um, what was the dark Knight movie with, uh, Blaine or what was Bane? Bane, There you go. I'm sure, you know, this one big Batman (laughs) fan. Um, but like uh, the plot to with the scientists at the very beginning of that film when they attack the plane, yeah, you you remember what I'm talking about when they're like transporting him or whatever, and yeah, um, and they attack the plane and like which was a cool scene and it looks yeah. like it's done not with CGI. It looks like it was actually done with practical effects and must've been super dangerous with real stuntmen and so forth, which yeah. is great. I love to see that now because you see so little, so little, little yeah. I mean, look at the uh, behind the scenes stuff on a Marvel movie. Now it's like, <laughs> it's, it's the like, guy on the green screen. <laughs> it's like eight guys on a giant green studio stage. Yeah. Like everything is green except for the actors. Like the yeah. actors are there not interacting with anything, which maybe excuses the terrible acting, but, yeah. um, but anyway, that scene, like, well, isn't it convenient that they brought this extra body along? And isn't it convenient that these two guys were on the same plane together? And isn't it convenient? I, I yeah. don't know. It's like yeah. somebody could have worked a little <laughs> bit harder at that.
1: Exactly. No, I agree.
0: So yeah. that's uh, <laughs> that's an hour of me ranting about the state of...
1: <laughs> of cinema.
0: Yeah, of cinema now. That's and I, I'm not a great story writer because I'm not very good at dialogue, but... I I understand the structure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what it should be, and I can definitely like look at somebody else's and 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 um, be the you know backseat driver and yeah. say, well, that just doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, there, I mean, there is something to the stuff; just isn't as good these days. Like, there, you can you can tell even if you're you don't know specifically. Like, it's just if it's not good, it's not good. Yeah. you know, it just it feels forced. I don't know.
0: All right. And so I can, I can wrap it up by bringing it back to politics and saying that the answer to this problem is the same as the answer to overbearing government. Yeah. Stop complying. Stop buying tickets.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Like don't encourage them with this terrible storytelling. Yeah. I mean, like no matter how big a fan of Marvel you are and how you think the next one is going to be better than the last one, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Give it up. Because as long as you keep buying tickets, they're gonna keep lazily rehashing the same well, stuff. Well that
1: and don't be afraid to write a review.
0: And don't be afraid to write a review. <laughs> 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 this is the first time yeah. I've ever Read written a review. review. Yeah. I I just I couldn't let it go. Yeah, I get it. Couldn't let it go. But I did start thinking afterwards, like, I should do this more. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, more of this coming, guys. <laughs> it only took me 10 minutes to write this review, and I, I think it's solid. I yeah. it's only a couple of paragraphs, but I you know, yeah. I said the right things. I, like, poked in the right areas, I think, and yeah. hopefully it's helpful to other people, and I should do more of this. Because there's, like, thousands of reviews on Rings of Power. I should yeah. write reviews on the f- films and stuff that I watch that there's, like, 20 yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> like, and tell you how great yeah. it was or how terrible it was absolutely, or that it was mediocre like yeah. troll hunter not the animated thing which i did really enjoy oh yeah but the weird swedish or norwegian or something film live action film it was okay yeah wasn't great wasn't awful yeah, yeah. no no not much of a story arc in that one either but it was kind of a cool idea yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, two and a half, and you round up.
1: there, there you go.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um promise to be back to politics and yeah. current events soon. But it, you know, I did feel like I did feel like it was relevant. Yeah, I mean, it's. It,
1: I don't know. I've, I've kind of noticed this for a while. It's just kind of a shame. Like I just hate to see. And I think it's a pendulum. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it'll swing back the other way. It's going to take some time, though. Maybe by the time you get your next Lord of the Rings thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, three years. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing that bothers me about it is that it does concern me... probably you more even though we didn't we didn't really talk about it a whole lot on this podcast because then I, I just got off to ranting about how this is done but um, it does bother me a little bit how influential these things can be about people's behavior, especially young people yeah and I, I don't it well, worries I don't... me to think that um, that men and women growing up, uh, think of some of these characters as heroes and these terrible traits of theirs as heroic traits because they're not.
1: That's why you need to have your kids watch the
0: classics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these new movies are just not
1: doing it, man. Yeah,
0: or at least pay a lot of attention to what they're watching.
1: Yeah, well, that too, yeah. But this stuff's everywhere. I mean, there's, there's really no... The, the best way you can shield them from it is to... to raise them right mm-hmm. because that stuff is out there. They're going to see it. They're going to be like, it's just, there's no hiding them from it. You yeah. Know?
0: So and yeah. You, we, and you
1: wouldn't want to, because then that, then they'll just grow up unadjusted anyway. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, there's enough trouble just from like this narcissistic push from, uh, Instagram culture anyway. Yeah. That, the, that these characters that are so narcissistic being portrayed as heroes is, yeah, Just reinforces that already existing, like cultural, yeah. um, I don't know, more, I guess, where everybody's seeking likes and attention and so forth. And I don't yeah. think that it's creating better people. No. Um, and, and the, I, I concerns me just the whole idea. I think probably the, the real message is to make sure that the, that your children and the people around you in general, um, don't use people as means to an end. Yeah. That respect people as individuals. And, um, and I, you know, I hope that we bring some of that with the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Try to.
0: That, you know, that reducing down to the individual, the individual is the, each individual is the actor in, in society, in every aspect of society. Yeah. that none of us are means to an end to anybody else's. And you shouldn't be doing that to other people either. Don't yeah. think of people around you as means to an end. Respect them as individual people. Absolutely. There you go. That's a yeah. good message, right? Yeah. absolutely. All right. <laughs> good, good one to end though. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so we plan to be back in a week. Uh, and in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and or Podbean. Uh, like and share. Um, leave reviews you can always email me with uh, criticism or comments or suggestions or anything else at michael at the liberty com. and um, yeah we'll be back next week when we finally get this right in the meantime try to stay free life short live free ciao later